Okay, we're live. You should be able to see me, you should be able to hear me. This isn't my amazing microphone, but it's living proof, testimony to the fact that you all, that nobody, in fact, needs really good recording equipment to be able to have a voice you can just fucking talk. I mean, if you're trying to have a following, you know, it can help to have the good stuff. But you don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need a good microphone. You can just talk. People who care enough to listen, they'll listen. Uh, what's up, Salomon Sh- Costa in the chat? Michael, it's good to see you coming at us from 3... AM in Katowice, Poland. Uh, it's good to see you. Um, Dobry Vechor. I hope I'm saying it right. I forgot how to say it already. Uh, I haven't practiced that in a while. Um, how you doing? It's good to see you. You're, you're doing, you said you're doing intellectual labor at 3 AM. Uh, yeah, it is 7. It is 7 PM my time. So you, uh, you did it right this time. Your calculations were not off. Um, What's up, the Queen of Swords? What's up, Master Signified Bodies in the chat? Andrew, our friend in the Navy, the future Lacanian uh, clinician. Good to see ya. So, actually, it was Master Signified Bodies in the chat who uh, was the inspiration for this stream. Not just him, also Mikey more recently. He, uh, Mikey had actually messaged me and said, uh, where do I look to find out about, uh, or like, he said, where's your one place, like, I can direct somebody to, uh, to learn about time energy? Is it this video essay, like the first video essay that I ever published on the topic? And I said, no, I would not say it's that. I think that, you know, in a sort of sense, uh, the two, or three videos I've done on my channel that have time energy in the title are important contributions to the theory, but I do not in any way, shape, or form think that they are a good one-stop shop place to send people if uh, you have a person um, who's trying to make sure that they're using the term correctly, for instance. Now, I do have a book out now called Waypoint, uh, Time Energy... Uh, critical media theory and culture war or something like that and uh, I obviously think that people should just read my book and if you were to just read my book and you really wanted to get to the heart of the matter I think chapter 3 and the afterward are probably the most important though there is a chapter that deals with the structural conditions leading to what gets called cancel culture Uh, and uh, I, I use time energy a lot in that chapter but mm, I, I think the afterword um, almost is a standalone, though it does kind of presuppose that you've read some other stuff in the book. I'm just saying, like, you don't have to read the whole book to get it. And uh, I was just sharing some screenshots with Andrew uh, because he was trying to get make sure that he was uh, using the term correctly. And so I just want to, okay, time energy is intuitive. It's meant to be intuitive. It's obviously, like, it's related in some way to the cons, you know, the terms that we already use when we're talking about time and energy, um, and it has to do with the same sort of phenomena being signified by this term. But uh, this is a heavily stipulated uh, concept 
that you know time energy theory is not just uh it's not it's a thing it's not just like some neologism i didn't just mash a couple words together um though i think that in a sort of sense if a person is using time energy and they have just kind of mashed these two things together you're still getting kind of close we just have to go a bit deeper then I, I didn't want it to be like counterintuitive that's why i tried to just call it what it is the, the important thing, though, is that uh, time energy is something that pre-exists um, capitalist society. It's something that pre-exists wage labor. It's something that pre-exists labor power. And uh, it, it pre-exists the uh, modern fragmentation and compartmentalization of time from energy that assumes that these two things are separate. Now, when I say these words time and energy in, in a sort of like colloquial sense. Um, I think a lot of people, they understand that there is a sort of like, obviously like an existential sort of perception of time and of energy. And that these are obviously like important in the sense that, you know, like the Benjamin Franklin quote, time is money, right? And so people, people say that a lot, time is money. And then obviously like time, if you don't have energy, doesn't count for much. Um, and so if you're exhausted, then any time you have is probably going to be spent recouping energy. All right. So what I want to do in this little impromptu lecture is talk about time energy theory. Uh, I want to talk about what it is and is not. Um, and I want to kind of, I want to just, um, assume an audience of people who've never, uh, engaged with the term in any theoretical way. I want to assume an audience of people who didn't even watch my last lecture that I just did on being in time. Though, if you watched being in time, when I talk about existentials as opposed to, you know, uh, natural categories or categories of nature or, you know, categories that we derive or project onto nature, um, the existentials as a sort of uh, existential structures of 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 what it is to be human, or of of, the, of Dasein, of of the being always thrown into the midst of a world that comes along with so much baggage, and that we can't ever get outside of. We can't ever get some God's eye view outside of, right? Like the existential is in that lecture I talked about. It's um, an existential structure of Dasein. And Dasein is just a term that Heidegger is using as a placeholder um, for what typically gets uh, referred to as the human, the human condition, the subject, the soul, the psyche, the rational animal, whatever. Now, you don't have to watch that lecture. I do think that you should if you care a lot about philosophy and you're interested in how I relate all this stuff to Heidegger. Okay. If you're interested in how I relate this stuff to Heidegger and Marx, then you'll want to go read chapter three of Waypoint. But assuming that you're coming to this because you just want to be able to use the term and you don't want to have to do all that, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and um, not use any more jargon from either of those two, um, unless I absolutely have to. But for the most part, also, it's important to point out that, uh, it, that what I am signifying um, as time energy is not something that either of them talks about. It is something that I think Marx gets at a lot closer than, uh, than Heidegger when he's do, uh, doing his 1844 manuscript on estranged labor. Um, and, uh, but 
you you can see that he's kind of got the idea. But the thing is, is later later he he basically, even though Moishpastone doesn't think that he sh he he means to do this, um, he transhistoricizes labor and labor power, and uh, though he is obviously throughout all of his work, he's primarily interested in the form the labor takes on that's specific to the current situation that is in capitalism, because this is Marx, right? Um, to say that he trans-historicizes it is to say that um, he he's talking about like, you know, your capacity to do labor is your labor power, and that's what's the commodity on the market. Um, but your uh, you have a finite amount of energy and uh, it, it can be used up and uh, then you can die right and so he is thinking in those terms but he doesn't think about those terms outside of the sort of natural category and so there's something that Heidegger does with time that I'm using um, though Heidegger never really gets into energy and so I'm saying it is it is a fracturing of time from energy and energy from time to talk about them separate at all Nonetheless, we all tend to kind of put them back together again in our just in our average everyday speech utterances when we say that we don't have the time and energy to do something. Well, my point is that in the same way that space-time as a natural category is, you know, they're interdependent, um, the same is true of the existential structure time energy, meaning that... Um, and, and this is where we get to the the whole conversation about human. And by the way, I'm not checking in on the chat uh, very often on this in this in in these lectures. But um, that when we're talking about human value, and I'm talking about value in the sense of like uh, something that's worth something to you. I'm not talking about it in the merely economic sense. All right. Um, I, so I say time energy is the precondition of value. I'm not talking about the precondition of value on the market um, in the sense that like when when you have uh, political economists talking about value or when you have Marx talking about value or you're talking about use value versus uh, surplus value or, or – or, uh, I'm not talking about anything like that. Um, I, I, I think that that kind of value is parasitic on and presupposes the kind of uh, values humans have um, before and outside of um, a, a world economy. So, um, you know, obviously uh, anything that's necessary to your survival is valuable, you know, so it, it's valued, right, in that sense. Uh, and the fact that it takes a certain amount of your finite time and energy to be able to acquire any of those things that are necessary for the reproduction of your daily existence, much less of the species, is is something that is taken for granted, presupposed, and in some sense, like co-opted into like a world economy. Um, and obviously, the world economy is able to, in some sense, meet some of those needs. But also, uh, man does not live by bread alone, and so. What I'm trying to get at with time energy is something um, that is not merely um, uh, understood in, in market terms, but more importantly, 
uh, to some degree cannot be understood when you're merely thinking like an economist or a political economist. Okay, so uh, what is it then? We're going to get into it, but I want to check on the chat. All right, so what's up, chat? How's it going, everybody? So, uh, Solomon says, what the fuck? I just noticed that I'm a moderator here, LMAO. Um... Uh, Nance says, where would someone who just discovered your channel a few days ago find your book? What's up, Nance? How you doing? Hope you're doing well. I'm going to do an exclamation point and then type in time energy. And s no, 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 waypoint. Let's see if uh, exclamation point waypoint uh, brings up the it, it, the spam bot should share the link because I did that, I think. But it is just on Amazon if you if you want to look up theory point waypoint. Oh, no, sorry. Hey, theory point. Theory play waypoint. Okay, yeah, it's in the chat now. The link is in the chat. So welcome, welcome. You just discovered my channel a few days ago. Welcome. I have some coffee. It's 7:11 p.m. in Boise, Idaho. I am at Anne, my sweetheart's apartment here, while she is at the theater getting. Uh, she's. It, it's basically crunch time for the production that she's a part of. And so um, she's going to be in a pretty cool production coming up really soon. And uh, they're busy getting ready for that. And so I had this time, but I, I was feeling pretty exhausted. And so that's why I called this exhaustion and time energy. Exhaustion is probably my, um, uh, the, the existential uh, state that I draw from the most. Uh, for for Sartre, it's uh, so uh, no, it's uh, what's I mean? Oh, geez, am I even gonna be able to remember? I don't care. With Levinas, it's uh, everyone in the chat. Help me out with what Sartre's was because um, it's like queasiness. I know, I know, it's like queasiness. He he wrote a whole book titled after it. Anyway, for Levinas though, it's insomnia. For Heidegger, it's angst. And so, for me, it's exhaustion, and, you know, different people take their different state as their, their point of departure, and I, I think that, I mean, the, the fact that I take exhaustion as mine probably makes a lot of sense, especially considering the fact that time energy is, like, my key concept. So, what is time energy? Time energy is energy plus time with the potential to repeatedly do something. Now, you could, in a very micro sense, say that we always have some kind of time energy because we can because watch this I can keep doing this with my finger I'm repeatedly doing something I have energy to be doing that I have time to be doing that so therefore I have time energy to be doing this right well um, you know it this is kinda like one of those like how many grains of sand before you have a pile kinds of things um, or you know th I don't consider this to be what I'm getting at all right. Um, what I'm talking about is those kinds of things that make us most human, that exceed and uh, overflow from um, from our from our from our core uh, after we've satisfied our necessary um, our necessary base. Ne gosh, I was going to say necessary base necessities. See, I'm exhausted, so I'm going to be just being redundant like that, I suppose. But I wanted to stream as exhausted in part because I am going to be very busy for the next 
few months and I'm probably going to be very tired because I'm getting a job that's going to be working me graveyard and it's going to be 12 hour shifts from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. and it's going to be quite the experiment. Um, I just got to make a bunch of money really quick and this is one way of trying to bring some extra money in. But yeah, so okay, I'm not talking about this, like little micro kinds of time energy. I'm talking about the kind of time energy that you would need to be able to master the violin, learn multiple languages, uh, you know, learn to appreciate, if not actually create art, um, but also studying philosophy and theory, uh, while hopefully being able to still um, develop practical skills that would be useful to your community or the world at large. Okay, um, all of that, all of what I just said, requires time energy, which is once again energy plus time with the potential to repeatedly do something. So what's the opposite of time energy? The opposite of time energy is energy without time or sorry, energy without time with the potential to repeatedly do things or time without energy. Now time without energy should be very intuitive. Time without, and all of these have hyphens in the book. Time without energy is something I mean, like right now, for instance, I have some kind of energy or I wouldn't be able to be sitting here talking about this stuff, but I'm, uh, I'm pretty exhausted. And so I was, I want to be writing right now, but I do not have the energy to be writing right now. Um, there's a lot of things I wanted to be doing right now, but none of those things really did I have the energy to be doing. And so I was just laying around and feeling exhausted after working today. And I was having this conversation with a little bit, uh, master signified bodies in the chat. And uh, he was asking me about time energy. He'd made a meme, by the way. Uh, I'd love to share that meme on the screen. Uh, but, you know, he, he made a time energy meme. And so we were talking about the concept. And I felt like a little er like surge of energy. I was sitting there, like, thinking, should I text, you know, should I type out my answer to this question? Should I send some voice messages through through these DMs? Or should I just, you know, and then I was like, I could stream, considering the fact that for the next several, I mean, months of foreseeable, like, weekends, I'm going to be working 12-hour graveyards from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Thursday through Friday, ugh, Thursday through Saturday, is what I meant to say. Um, I figured, you know, I'm probably going to be in a weird, tired place f just moving forward, so why not do a stream where I just am like, yo, I'm exhausted, and exhaustion is my like point of departure in a lot of ways with all of my analyses um, and the development of this concept and theory that I call time energy. So, uh, so in capitalism, we have energy in fleeting bursts of time that are really just moments that are not really repeatable in any sort of... Uh, serious like way like you, the kind of energy you have in a fleeting burst is probably not the kind of energy that can be very well directed or invested towards um learning the violin or um really like diving into any kind of like serious um intellectual exercise for instance i'll show you something Deep work is a concept developed by Cal Newport, okay? And um, one of the things that he talks about in this book is that 
he says, actually, I'll just read the, 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 the inside. He says, deep work is the ability to focus without distraction on a cognitively demanding task. It's a skill that allows you to quickly master complicated information and produce better results in less time. Deep work will make you better at what you do and provide the sense of true fulfillment that comes from craftsmanship. In short, deep work is like a superpower in our increasingly competitive 21st century economy. And yet, most people have lost the ability to go deep, spending their days instead in a frantic blur of email and social media, not even realizing there's a better way. So, you know, he talks about tips and tricks and blah, blah, blah. And he, he's also uh, critiquing, like, the tendencies in Silicon Valley. And that's kind of like his audience. I mean, he's kind of almost like in that self-help professional development kind of field. But I think that deep work is an inherently interesting topic and in that he's, you know, he's drawing off of, like, contemporary studies that deal with, like, the, the fact is there's certain kinds of work that just cannot be done in an office environment where we've removed all the cubicles and all the tables are on wheels and people are supposed to be constantly just like constantly engaging with one another in like this sort of like rhizomatic way that never actually like goes deep. And so, um, you know, to properly do philosophy and theory, if you didn't have the help of like me and Mikey, like you know, or people like Andrew or others who are going to be like, who've, who've put in like inordinable amounts of time or is that how you say that word? Uh, but ridiculous amounts of time, um, trying to figure out ways of communicating these things in a more simple way. Um, that, that to do it properly without a lot of help really would mean like six hours a day, most of the days of the week, and I say six because uh, if you really want to get into any like serious intellectual exercise, like it takes a while just to get into it. And then by the time you're wrapping up, it takes some time to wrap down. And so uh, to really find your groove and get in the spot where you're getting a lot out of it, um, it requires a lot of time and energy. And, and, and not just like a burst of like hyper energy, that kind of energy is actually not even super useful to intellectual pursuits all the time. More, more like the kind of energy that comes from uh, you've slept until you don't need to sleep anymore for weeks on end. And so you are completely recharged and you've done the things that you need to do. So you don't feel like the need, like the constant stresses and anxieties to go do other kinds of things. And now you just have like a overflowing surplus of energy plus the kind of time that can be re repeatedly used uh, so as to develop some kind of like a new skill or, you know, explore your talents. And so, um, yeah, th this, is, this is what we're trying to get at. And so what I want to talk about is some of the things that I talk about in the afterward of Waypoint. Well, not, we're really just going to scratch the surface, but I mainly want to talk about how time energy is spelled T-I-M-E-R. I don't know. I can't even spell it right now. It's one word. Okay. And there's only one E in the middle. And uh, the time energy with the hyphen though means something different. And that's the two separate words, time and energy. Time energy with the hyphen holding those two together is something different than time energy just as one word. And I want to talk about why that is um, because there's a lot that goes into it and I'm going to try to make that as simple and accessible as possible. I'm going to try to make sure that this isn't like a three hour stream. It's going to be more like an hour and a half tops. 
So probably not even that long. And I just really want to get through some of these main things. Master Signified Body says, yeah, French press coffee. That's right. Cheers. Um, uh, the Gnome says, I've heard that Heidegger, don't know how to spell it, is very tough stuff. Yes, very hard. You're asking if he's an atheist. It doesn't make sense to ever ask if any real philosopher is a atheist. or Because th these words just don't mean the same thing. Uh, Master Signified Body says it's debatable that he was an atheist. Um, uh, ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. He says, uh, you're talking about Lacan. You're talking about God is unconscious. Uh, well, this is all stuff that's not related to what I'm talking about. So, um, For the atheist and the religious person, God is their Master Signifier. What kind of believer believes? Guys, this is just a... Come on. Can we, can we focus? I'm going to fucking boot you if you keep talking about random bullshit that has nothing to do with the... I'm going to put you on timeout. Put user in timeout. Master Signified Bodies, your job is to keep people on the topic and to engage with me on what I'm talking about because we are talking about time energy and having to check in on the chat during a lecture and everyone's having a side conversation on something completely unrelated is stupid and i think if you want that then you should just go to the university because if you want side conversations and to be constantly distracted and never actually get to the subject material that's where you go you go to university today and uh no offense uh to uh david the gnome i understand like you're you're used to normal streams where people have side conversations about shit that's unrelated to the topic at hand but um I would rather have three people in this conversation than 3,000 if it means that we're staying on topic. So, yeah. Let's get me back on, let's get me back on track. So, yeah, I think what I'm going to do is read, uh, re where's my, where's my fucking phone? I'm going to read, I'm going to read a couple of quotes here. Yeah, deep learning. So, obviously... There are, like, if you don't have any interests or, or uh, the, the desire to de develop your skill set in any, like, way that leaves you wanting, um, then, then maybe time energy is not going to be, like, this concept that has a lot of resonance with you. But if you are the kind of person who has a lot of things you would ideally like to be able to do, but you just... Whenever you try to build your schedule in a way that would allow you to be able to take those things on, uh, you end up with your efforts being frustrated. Um, then I think that this is useful. And so uh, obviously it's a useful tool in the toolkit for thinking about capitalism. It's a useful tool in the toolkit for thinking about subjectivity. Um, and as a sort of master signifier, uh, it's something worth um, trying to, uh, claim or develop or, or, or have, you want to have time energy. You want to have a surplus of time energy in your life. And if you put all of your time and energy into, uh, the market or into, you know, making money just to survive, 
then you're left at the end of the week or at the end of the month or at the end of the year or at the end of the lifetime without really having been able to develop any sort of deep, meaningful relationships, without being able to do deep work and develop skill sets that make you useful and interesting to other people, um, much less, you know, that build off of your own talent and help you discover your calling. And so calling is, you know, a technical term. Um, and I, I, I don't want to get too deep into any of these different ideas, but the basic idea is that like everything starts with time, energy, and attention. Okay. Now, if you, if you had literally zero time, energy, you would have no attention to give. Um, so, but with any relative time energy, and we all have relative time energy, we just don't have time energy in this like bigger sense, right? But we all have relative time energy, which is where the hyphen comes in. We have it to some degree. Um, with that, you are able to, to do things. Um, so Master Signified Body says, so can time energy help us understand ideology in the Zizekian sense? That's, that's something else. We're not talking. I'm not going to be relating this stuff to random other philosophy bullshit. We're not. I, I already said I shouldn't have to unpack Heidegger. I shouldn't have to unpack Marx. I definitely shouldn't have to unpack something that none of us understand, but that we're, we're, we're trying to understand. So, I mean, yes, but we're not going to get into it. So, um, yeah. So, what I'm going to read now is a quote here. Um, I'm going to read a couple of the ones that I sent you, actually. Andrew. So time energy, and this is, you know, all is one word. Whenever there's a hyphen, I will, I will say so. Time energy is a concept that signifies, points to, what comes before modern society separates time from energy in an exchange economy where our labor power is a commodity. In other words, when time energy is time with energy, in other words, time energy is time with energy and energy with time with the potential to repeatedly do something. Instead of time energy, the general situation in our society is one where most people most of the time have nothing but time without energy or energy without time with the potential to repeat. So obviously like you can't just on a random one-off weekend where you have like the inspiration to learn the violin pick it up and learn it on that weekend if for the next several weekends you're going to be busy doing other kinds of things right if if your entire life exists around the weekend when you're basically recouping your energy then there's only certain types of activities you can realistically commit to repeatedly doing and then even those get thrown off because there's the other kinds of things that happen there's weddings there's funerals there's baby showers whatever we only have so much time in a week that's obvious. We also only have so much energy, so we can, we also only have so much energy we can muster to repeatedly do things we aren't always immediately interested in. When it comes to time management, we have to always guesstimate what degree of energy and emotionally exhausting focus any given task requires. We usually just kind of do this from our gut, right? It's just kind of a sense that we develop. Because our time, energy, and attention for focusing on anything difficult is limited, we have to be careful not to overcommit to too many obligations, whether that be volunteering for a nonprofit, maintaining social standing in a social scene requires going to things, maintaining relationships with other people, 
or the various kinds of self-actualization or relationship building activities one might feel pulled towards. This metaphor of feeling pulled towards things, called towards things, is something that we'll be building on in a bit. Economics, as we normally think of it, reduces that time-energy potential to nothing more than labor power to serve the interests of businesses. Labor power, labor power is a commodified form of time-energy. Time energy, then, is the existential precondition for labor power. Labor power is what a capitalist needs to power any capital-building endeavor. Okay, I kind of want to skip ahead. Time energy as a general concept is not something anyone has anymore, because time energy as a general concept does not just mean an individual's time and energy prior to its commodification. Now, look, you're still going to end up saying... Like if you use the concept, you're still going to say like you've, you know, you could talk about, for instance, I've freed up time energy in my week. You know, I, I changed my job. I've freed up time energy, right? Um, okay, but for some reason I'm saying that you still don't have it, okay? Well, then what, what, why is that? It's because time energy as the existential precondition to labor power as, a, as an existential structure of of, of human being itself um, is not something that is gosh this chat is super distracting yeah I'm gonna fucking close out of chat hey to my mods keep it alive but um, if you fucking came here for an AMA fuck off like Jesus fucking Christ chat for the love of God I should have known better to have my chat on. Uh, what am I saying? Yeah, so we want to be able to use the, the term in a relative sense because in a relative sense you still have time energy, like relatively speaking. Um, but time energy in this uh, more abstract sense as the precondition, as an existential structure of subjectivity itself, that is something that is understood today primarily through market terms, but um, it's uh, it's not really and, and 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 as such, it's not really something that we understand. Well, I I totally lost it. Chat totally threw me off. I'm gonna blame chat, even though I'm also just exhausted. So it's probably just that, but. Um, I'll get back on my roll here in a second. So, yeah, so I use this distinction between absolute time energy and relative time energy. Relative time energy with the hyphen. Um, the hyphen is actually supposed to kind of signify that these things are being put back together again, right? So time energy is something that pre-exists their fracturing and separation um, for the market is something that we can kind of put back on our own, but we lose the collective sense. So people usually think about time energy from a purely individualistic um, standpoint. And I think that just the main thing I want to, want to stick is that like the concept, the abstract concept, time energy, as an existential structure of human being, is something that has always been a communal resource. 
you might experience it individually in any other kind of society. You might have like your individual sense of time energy, but it is something that um, insofar as you have it and now you get to do something, that's always been in respect to other people having it, right? So you use, use a, a hunter-gatherer uh, tribe as an example. You've got people who've got to hunt and you've got people who've got to gather and maybe everybody does both. Who knows? Um, but there's only so much that has to be done so that you're all able to survive. After your houses are built or after your shelters are, you know, erected, um, uh, you've only got to have so many berries and so much meat. All right? So whatever it is that you are, you know, that you all live off of, um, once that stuff is secured, the rest of your time energy is something that you can all figure out how you want to spend. What do you want to do with it? Do you want? It's not being invested. There's not an economy to invest it in, but it can be sacrificed and it can be symbolically exchanged. This is where we can bring in Mouse. Uh, this is where we can bring in Baudrillard. This is where we can do all kinds of really cool things. But for right now, I'm just going to kind of leave it at this idea of like recognition. And I don't mean recognition in all the ways that recognition theory uh, has developed over the last uh, 50, 60 years. I, I mainly just think about the fact though that like you, if you are apprenticing in some kind of craftsmanship uh, skill set, you know, uh, you want to become a craftsman in, in something, you want to develop your, you know, hone some art. Um, there's a community of other people who have mastered it or who are on the, the their journeys towards mastering it and um if you if you never get any sort of like uh like it, some sort of acknowledgement from those people it, uh it, it might feel kind of bad right like uh you you might like uh andrew judge does a bunch of martial arts including jiu-jitsu um, that, if you, what would it mean to do it on your own, to do jujitsu on your own? You wouldn't be able to measure how well you're doing against anyone else, right? And so the reason that time energy has this communal quality to it, um, is because we need, um, others to be able to do things, okay? So you might find yourself with a surplus of time and energy, but if you don't have others, uh, a community of potential recognition, of potential care, or of, and when I say potential care versus potential recognition, these are not the same things, right? Um, on the one hand, it's just like people who give a fuck about you. On the other hand, people who give a fuck about like what you're accomplishing, right? That's the recognition side. The care is just like they care about you. But if you don't have others who also have time energy, then they're not going to be able to get to know you very deeply. They're not going to be able to develop the skills that you're developing so as to even know if you're doing a good job or not, right? Because if other people haven't also... So, like, yeah, if, if, if you're learning jiu-jitsu and other people watch movies um, about martial arts, then they might go... Then they might have some kind of an idea, but if they haven't, like, done it themselves they really cannot understand what you've put yourself through and what you've accomplished and they really aren't able to 
give you that kind of recognition that you should want, that everybody wants for something in some ways, right? Like if you want to be an actor um, and you, you, you know, move an audience to tears, um, well, that's not really a big deal if that audience, or it, it doesn't really mean anything if, uh, if there's just like no audience there. Right, if nobody has the time and energy to show up, and nobody has the time and energy to develop their artistic sensibilities, so that they can actually tell the difference between some sappy bullshit and some like actual like quality acting, right? So, it, it the 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 level of the the level others are cultured to in in a very big way affects what we can aspire to. Okay, so I'm probably going to close this out in a little bit. I will be checking in on the chat, and so this is a good time to be asking questions because I'll be checking in on the chat here in a minute. But I mainly just wanted to talk also about just the fact that I was saying earlier, time, energy, and attention. Well, you know, without, without, uh, without time, energy, attention's worthless, right? So we live in an attention economy where nobody really has time, energy, but we, what, what little what little we have, we tend to just spend in the attention economy being distracted. And, you know, we're being gamed by algorithms and by, you know, uh, very refined um, uh, kinds of, of distraction um, or, or, or seduction um, technologies. Um, and and uh, so that we spend a lot of time doing that. Okay, but if you did, if your attention goes from being merely curious about this or that to actually being like, interested like say you're getting interested in philosophy you're getting interested in theory that's when something that that's when you you feel motivated that's when you feel like you actually really want to dive into something and that's when not having time energy can start to become aggravating frustrating even okay but um if you kindle if you kindle that flame of interest um with what little bit of time and energy you're able to put back together again that's where that's where it can turn into a passion and so you know what's life without passion what's life without having a passion and what would it mean to have a passion without having a purpose a lot of people suffer today from not having a sense of purpose or passion and i think that this has a lot to do with not having the time energy to be able to take our mere attention and curiosities anything deeper than what you can get from a video. Like through reading and writing and conversations with people who are reading or writing instead of just people who are just constantly on a feed or constantly just like watching video or whatever. So the last thing I want to say though is on that hyphen, right? So even though it's not really time energy like if other people in your society don't generally also have it because what's your time energy worth if other people don't have time energy also to invest or sacrifice towards developing you know talents or whatever that might correlate or coincide with your own calling um you can still obviously secure some time energy. And so that's where the time and energy with the hyphen or time energy with the hyphen comes in. I, so this section of the afterward, I say it's called, it's titled on that hyphen or the practical fusion of time and energy. 
Going with the metaphor introduced above, time and energy as wood plus the other as oxygen equals potential fire. Okay, a oh, fuck. I actually presuppose that you've read a bunch of things at this point in this paragraph. But the basic point is is that yeah, so you need time and energy and you need you need actual others, like concrete others who are also put uh putting their time and energy into actual effort um it, to, towards whatever it is, okay? But that's still that th those are necessary components, but they're not even that they're not enough. So what actualizes it? Something there's more there's more to the ingredients here than than just um, time, energy, attention, and like the other or others. I use the other uppercase other in that sense, not Lacan's like big other, but as Levinas's concrete other, by the way. So, um, so yeah, um, interest with time and energy freed up in a week vis-a-vis -vis some others or the other. Are only sufficient for potential sustained sustained effort actualizes and is therefore as necessary as any of the other necessary elements of self-actualization. However, what is sustained effort? And this is like the crucial the crucial piece of the puzzle. It's follow through on commitment to oneself or others. Do you trust yourself to follow through on the promises you make to yourself? Do others trust you to follow through on your promises? Whether in the sphere of solicitude or solitude, which is genuine being with oneself or genuine being with others. I talk about that in chapter two. Whether in the sphere of, of solicitude or solitude, character and a sense of self develop as you learn to trust your own ability to sustain the development of previously sacrificed effort towards a greater cause. But if all you're doing is spasmatically putting some ener some, some random bursts of effort towards this and towards that and towards this, but then you never come back to and build off of those things or turn it into anything that's useful or that other people will be like, wow, that's fucking cool. Then yeah, it's, it's, it's just farting in the wind. Really. Um, it's not, it's not amounting to much, right? It is not enough to have strong feelings about a calling. You also have to trust that you will show up on the rainy days to put in the effort necessary to accomplish the tasks you feel called to perform. However, you cannot go from zero to 80. Anyone who has experienced biting off more than they can chew with New Year's resolutions knows what I'm talking about. Our appetite for new challenges can so far exceed the current calibration of our habitual routines and other commitments that we burn out fast. We end up breaking promises to ourselves and others, undermining all the intensity and effort initially unleashed, all due to a failure to calculate, commit, failure to calculate, commit to actualizing realistic potential and work our way up through realistic goals. Big goals need to be broken down into smaller goals that, though smaller, have value and meaning on their own. For instance, so I, I, you know, I go into all this stuff and it's a little like, uh, I mean, I, to, to some degree, it's so just basic self-help bullshit. But what I'm doing is I'm showing how all of the basic self-help bullshit gets at something real about the existential uh, constitution of, of our experience of the world and of our possibilities and is undermined by a world where all of our time energy is on an auction block labeled labor power and um basically i rolled that as nothing 
as, as, as a waste if it's not, you know, articulated or, or presented as, you know, standing reserve for the world market. Okay, so, you know, if, you are, if you're studying something because you're passionate about it, people are going to be like, well, how's that going to make you money? Well, how's that going to make you money? And then you could just say, oh, it's just a hobby. I'm just a geek for this hobby. And then people go, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, but fuck a hobby. I want a passion. And no, I'm not going to downplay it for you. So that's, that's kind of what time energy is getting at. So just to summarize, if you want to talk about time energy, just use it, you know, but remember that, um, there's the kind of time energy that is basically impossible to have without a kind of collective liberation of time energy for everybody. Um, that, you know, cause it's, it, you know, if you, if you're, unemployed to tomorrow and, and you've got all this time energy but you don't have others to really use it with um or if you do a bunch of stuff on your own and other people aren't able to really recognize what you really put into it because they don't have any time energy well then you don't have time energy so there's some kind of collective liberation that's necessitated for time energy to really be time energy but you still have relative time energy time energy with a hyphen and that what that hyphen fuses together the previously fractured time and energy, um, and, it, and it's fused together through the fires of practice, through the development of habit, through ritual and routine, through repetition, um, and effort sustained over time through promises fulfilled to self and others. So um, that's basically the cliff notes version of what you get in the afterword of the book there's a lot more that goes into it and i hope that you get a chance to read the book or listen to the shitty audiobook that i made i made a shitty i say shitty because it's like i burp at some point in the and i've never edited out the burp you know there's just it's not like the best quality but it is on every podcast you could possibly any any podcast platform that you want to look up if you just uh look for Theory Plea Waypoint or for New Symbolization Publishing, um, you should be able to find the whole audiobook. Um, and so what I would do is I would go straight to listening to the afterword and then listen to the book all the way through to the afterword and see how many more dots are connected by doing it that way. Because if you just heard all of this, then you listen to the afterword to kind of cement some of the things I'm saying. And then you listen to the whole thing all the way through and see what sticks. See what you get out of it. I hope that you find it interesting. I hope you find it inspiring. And I hope that it gives you some kind of like a, a way of articulating um, experiences that you probably have. Um, especially if you're into philosophy and theory. It's uh, one of these things where it's like you've got a million uh, warring uh, curiosities and interests all the time. There's so many different directions to go. You can't even listen to a lecturer talking about philosophy or theory on some specific topic or subject matter without instantly wanting to leap into talking about a million other things that are loosely related. But we need to actually um, remember that like the, the subject matter that is being talked about in the moment is also important. So I... I don't normally like make a big show of being like shut up with the uh, with the side conversations, but sometimes I do when it's getting really distracting. And I think that the main time that I that I get frustrated 
or um, is when I'm getting super distracted and the and bringing it all back to exhaustion. When you're exhausted and you don't have the time and energy to give a conversation that someone else is trying to have with you, it's due. You might find yourself feeling impatient or frustrated. And so I think a lot of impatience and frustration come down to exhaustion and time energy depletion and also what gets called in my book structural stultification, right? And structural stultification is a term for the structural stultification of our time energy. The structural stultification of our time energy is a better way of saying we're all retarded now, right? You're not supposed to say that. We're all slowed down now. We're all the level to the 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 heights to to which we are able to aspire and reach have been lowered, and not because you know standards are being lowered by people who just want to give everyone trophies the way right wingers would talk about. No, no, it's about uh, time and energy stultification. We need a we need a systemic and structural analysis of the conditions that leave us feeling unable to do anything serious in terms of deep work and uh, the kinds of development that give us like a good reason to be proud of ourselves, right? And uh, moving forward uh, with this job uh, where I'm going to be working a lot of graveyard shifts, I'm going to be tired all the time, I imagine. So it's going to be great. Um, so anyway, um, so I'm going to check in on the chat now. Master Seed of Everybody says... Uh, it would mean nothing if one couldn't do it with others. Martial arts depends on others. 100%. And I think uh, philosophy is the same way. Nance says, so we are losing our experts and expertise. It's algorithms and automation all the way down. Yeah, I think so. Well said. Salamoon, it was probably like 4 a.m. when you finally said this. Okay, here goes my time energy. Gotta go to bed. Gonna rewatch later. See ya. Well, we got through some stuff, and uh, there's a lot more to talk about in terms of time energy, and there's probably a bunch of things that I missed, but I think I hit on the major points, um, and I just wanted uh, I wanted to share that. Now, the last thing I'm going to share is the meme that uh, Andrew made a little earlier. I'm going to go ahead and drop that here onto OBS so that everybody's able to see it. If I'm able to find it, I'm scrolling up, scrolling up in the conversation. Ah, here we go. Yeah, this is it. And then I'm also going to make a quick advertisement. Advertisement. Am I freezing? Are we back? Okay. First of all, the advertisement. Get ready. Coming soon. I'm having three conversations coming soon. Check it out. So these are all on my channel. You can just go to the homepage actually of my channel and they're all under uh, upcoming live streams. Three interviews. One, what everyone failed to understand about capital. The, the thumbnail there, the, the live label kind of blocks out the mouth, but it's, but it's a Karl Marx Wojak crying. And uh, it shows all these people who failed to understand like one of the absolute most important aspects of Marx's magnum opus and overall theory. Um, it's got uh, Rupert Hilferding, Karl Kotsky, uh, Vladimir Lenin, and uh, Rosa Luxemburg, all right there. 
Also, I could have put Bauer as well because they're all just people from the Second International, from revisionists and reform, revi revisionists, reformists to uh, like revolutionaries, who all like completely failed to understand like basically the most important aspect of his project. Um, so it doesn't really matter which side you pick in that situation; they're both wrong. Um, we'll be getting into that. We're gonna, that. That's a conversation with Ted Reese. He just put out a new book through Zero Books, I think. And so I'm really excited about that. The next one, and so that will be uh, that will be on Wednesday at 8 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time, which is uh, 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific Daylight Time, uh, which is, geez, like 9 Central, 10 Eastern, and so probably like I don't know 7 p.m. in uh, in Germany, or or I'm sorry. I meant London. So, so, so the thing is, is uh, Ted Reese is coming at us from uh, joining this from London, and uh, most of my streams are late for people who are on the other side of the Atlantic. Well, I'm excited to say that um, not 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 this stream. It'll be easy, easy. Some of us wake up early anyway, and so this stream won't be impossible to attend um, if you're stateside. But um, for the people who are coming at this from Europe, especially, the timing will be nice for you all compared to my normal streams. And then the, the next one will be later in the day. And that one will be What, Why, and How Lenin Plus Adorno, featuring Chris Catrone, bringing him back on so we can talk about Lenin and Adorno. And just, I told him, I don't understand how they're both so important and I don't really understand what they've both contributed um, in a lot of ways like whenever I think I'm understanding what they're saying I just end up like why is this important why do people care about this and I, I really want to have a conversation with someone who's passionate about them both and uh, I really enjoyed my last conversation with Chris Catrone and he likes them both and the thing is is usually people like Lennon or Adorno it's not usually both so that'll be interesting and then um, from conspiracy and radicalization pipelines to uppercase all caps theory. And uh, that'll be a conversation with Caleb Keynes uh, of Faraday Speaks. He's been getting into theory for the last year. And uh, I had a conversation with him a few years ago. So it's going to be really cool to touch base. We've been having some conversations in the DMs. And I'm pretty stoked about the research that he's doing. So those three conversations coming are going to be awesome. Um, this week, uh, the conversation with Ted Reese is on Wednesday. Um, the conversation with Chris Catrone is on, is that Friday? Is that Friday? I think I got the date on that wrong. Did it say 27th? Is that Friday the, at 3 p.m.? kind of hard to see D does it say the 22nd because it's definitely not the 22nd yeah no it's the 27th okay good sorry the font was a little too small for me to read if this was my my eye exam i just failed it but um yeah so that one will be on the 27th which is friday at 3 p.m mountain daylight time which is uh 5 p.m eastern time 
But if you go look at it at my scheduled videos, um, my upcoming live streams, you'll see the time in your own time zone. So just to make sure, you should just go check it yourself. And then the the one with Caleb is going to be on June 1st at 4 p.m. my time, which is 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Pacific. So there you go, everybody. Oh, and then lastly... Lastly, but definitely not leastly, I want to share with you all the time energy meme that uh, Andrew made today. Here we go. There it is. So it's got the uh, the Wojak standing in the corner, and and uh, while everyone else is dancing, Wojak standing in the corner while everyone else is dancing is saying, "They don't know I've invested in time energy." And then on the 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 first couple dancing, it says subtle art of not giving a fuck fans. And then the other couple dancing it says forty eight laws of power simps. <laughs> if no one's familiar with these books, or if you're not familiar with these books, then you might not get it. But uh, you know they're they're self help books basically, and and they're the kinds of books that. Uh, that are all about if they deal with time management at all, it's always just about you know succeeding, succeeding under capitalism. They're never about becoming like uh, based, properly based, not just the opposite of cringe based, but also historically and theoretically based. Um, and if you're not doing that, then what the fuck are you doing, right? What the fuck are you doing? And I like how you cut out like the. Give me my time energy like logo um, and put that on on his shirt there. That's hilarious. And I guess that's the last thing I should say is that this symbol right here is the time energy symbol. So you've probably seen it on some of my shit. That's the time energy symbol. It's uh, There would be no time and there would be no energy. We would have no sense for either of these things if it was not for time energy, which is the existential precondition for both. And uh, the entire economy that we live within presupposes the fracturing of both. And so I'll get into a whole like theory of time thing where we can really get into it later. Uh, but if you uh, if you want to know a little bit more about how my theories of time stuff like factors into time energy, I get into it a little bit with that conversation I had with Trey from Telos Bound, where we were talking about capitalist time versus traditional timer. I think if you look up theory plebe traditional time versus capitalist time, then you'll be able to find the video that I'm talking about. I think it's let me let me make sure and then I'll close this out after I double check the chat. But I will check the chat one more time before I close out. Let's see. Um uh, I'll just I'll just share it with you all. None of you can see my screen right now which is how I want it. It's traditional time versus capitalist modernity. That's right. And the rest of the title is Plebe meets Telos Bound, talks Dugan and Byung Chul Han. Right? So I, uh, I, I, I critique Dugan a little bit, but I don't really get into it. And I've already had people raise questions about my critique. And so there's a whole thing that we'll have to do in the future someday because obviously Dugan's relevant right now. And uh, he's not going to become less so just by ignoring him. And so, um, I mean, the fact is, is that he wouldn't be as interesting as he is if we didn't have the most stupid fucking world 
like uh, the stu the the most stupid state ideology in the history of humanity. Um, you know this kind of liberalism that we currently have that tries to act like it's not an ideology in the first place, right? Okay, here I'll share the link so you can all go a bit more deeper into time if you want. The stuff that he talks about point time is exactly what I'm talking about when I'm talking about um, time without energy. Or it's not exactly, but it's it's related. X Orpheus says, 26, unemployed and doing my master's in music here in New Zealand. Your book was extremely helpful. Cheers! Hell yeah, that's good to hear. Master Seed in Five Bodies says, Ex Orpheus, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Master Seed in Five Bodies says, Rather than follow a passion, I'll watch the same Netflix series over and over again because of a quick dopamine rush. That's what, that's how, that's, it do be that way sometimes, though. All right, folks, well, uh, Thank you for listening to my very exhausted stream on Time Energy. Remember, um, exhaustion leads to impatience and frustration. All right. Much love. Take care.